0: Brandon Vogel with us from counter Read. We can talk Signing Day. We can talk Husker Hoops. We can talk Fleck and L.A. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I can't wait for Voges' yeah. take on this. Subscribe to counter uh and uh, get Voges and Aaron Sorens's, Sorensen's newsletters uh, each week. A couple of them come out. Incredible work. Vogues, how are we doing this morning, man? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're good. We're off and running, and... Would it be a E true Hollywood story uh from from Riches to Rags if PJ Fleck ends up in LA? That's kind of where we're starting. <laughs> could he handle La La Led?
1: I no. think he could thrive there. By the way, by the way, Riches to Rags, bang. That's our title for the show today. We're 11 minutes in. We already got it. Bang.
2: <laughs> no. Perfect. That becomes too long of a debate. Some of us had drive through
1: so, yeah. late night tacos
0: and got to bed way too late. And uh I'm I'm on game. How the hell did that happen?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think Fleck I think Fleck could be pretty good there. In some ways <clears throat> it's kind of the classic story, classic LA story of, you know, talented person from the Midwest goes out west and you either make it or you don't. Um, hmm. the the question would be I think the question for anyone with UCLA, but the question for Fleck is, is why Kelly left, which is reportedly like the NIL money's not there, the like consistent support's not there. But part of part of what makes me think he could work there is like he could just go, you know, beast in the underground for a little bit and get that get that program back to where it needs to be. And then all of a sudden when you win ten games, which he's done at every school he's been at as a head coach, uh, you're you're the toast of the town for a little bit. Sort of. Mm. I mean, it's 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 a big competitive town, but UCLA is. It seems like that sort of program where, like, yeah, if you're good, we'll check in. If if you're not, uh, whatever, do do whatever you want over there in Westwood.
2: Go beast in the underground just became my new favorite term. That is perfect. That's exactly (laughs) what it is, man. Like, get him in the. He can coach. There is no question about that. And And the and the style that that his teams play is outstanding. But, but. Like a decade in L.A. for P.J. Fleck, a guy that's clearly he's he's he loves him some limelight, and the limelight would be there, but not there it would just be tantalizing him every day. I think he would fold under the weight of it after a while. Um, wearing a matching tracksuit with his family in a in a you know beachfront home made of white marble and plate glass windows, like that's what would be happening, and he would just be really sad. And Problem. I don't with, know if that's what he needs with, to do. He can be beachfront,
0: okay? He can have that that lifestyle. He can have that zip code. The problem is, is his assistants can't <laughs> at UCLA. And, and therein is the issue why there's been turnover since Jim Mora Jr. Well, Jim Mora Jr. J- killed it there. First-round picks. yeah. Out-recruited USC post-Pete Carroll era. I mean, it was rolling. He did... He was an eight eight wins eight and four wasn't good enough. They've always underachieved. Let's not lie. UCLA should have multiple national championships. They don't. Yeah. they're a they're a basketball school uh, yeah. by reputation with uh, the Westwood uh, Wizard. But they they got a little big for their britches and they landed Chip Kelly, and he's been okay, right? I mean, he's beaten USC three out of six times. Survived last year. And he said, the hell with it. I, I kind of stand up and applaud Chip Kelly for going, okay, um, I'm going to take a pay cut. I'm going to have peace of mind. I hate what college football's become. And I'm going to just go call plays for a guy I used to boss around on, uh, on, on Monday afternoon practices. So be it. And If he goes off to the NFL, take me with. Or if you get -canned uh, for not beating Michigan, I'll just dirty into your job
3: i mean pj pj fleck as the oc at ohio state is or not pj fleck chip kelly is is playing video games at ucla he was trying to design a video game and (laughs) one of those things seems seems a lot more fun than the other mark mentioned it i was curious i just looked this up when's the last time any ucla coach has been there for a decade you have to go back to terry donahue 1976 to 1995.
2: Uh, yeah it's tough there it is yeah. tough there are this weird I, I feel like the the overall vibe around the program is this weird combination of like unsatisfied but also kind of disinterested and it's yeah. just sort of like what do you even do with that and then Chip Kelly like if you don't have NIL money there's plenty of money in LA there are plenty of alums from UCLA that you could get money from that's but Chip Kelly's not out there beating down the doors hanging out with owners that is he not that like guy's that, mo no, no. at no. all at all pj fleck would be like where is the party at y'all like i'm yeah. going like i'm probably gonna have a shiny like shirt on unbuttoned down to here maybe a chain i might go with the chain definitely not know? socks no socks yeah no socks all. capris he'll start he'll get some tats he'll probably get a neck tat
1: or something tastefully I think, placed
2: I think there's a sleeve possibility yeah right? Like he would go get that money.
1: Oh, he's going to Jesus piece for sure. A hundred. Yeah. Get that money.
2: And he'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd just be, you know, that's it what I'm worried be, about. With it Peter would turn
0: into an episode of entourage. <laughs> I'm just,
2: it would appear, it would look like that. I'm just telling uh, you. I mean,
3: PJ Fleck is one of the, the last real devotees of, of the necktie. Does moving to LA finally get him out of a tie? I mean, hmm. if if nothing else, the the beautiful blue and gold of UCLA is a much more forgiving color combo than what he has to work with at, at Minnesota. Yeah, um, he's not shy with with the maroon and gold by any means. So, um, yeah, I think I think we're talking. Well, you're at least talking me into this. Let's let's make it happen. Better than <laughs> uh, I mean, is there any is there any angst amongst the group here about uh, one Nebraska defensive coordinator? I think.
0: I think if it was going to be a problem, you would not have gotten Keona Wilhite because Wilhite was set to go to UCLA. And what kind of turned him back to Nebraska was Nebraska's persistence. They sent everybody in home and they got him, which is great. And he didn't want to go to to UCLA because of the the coaching situation. I can't as transparent and upfront and truthful as Nebraska has been. In everything, recruiting, uh, off season, who needs to work better during winter conditioning? You know, from rule, I can't see them getting Will Height and and having Coach White be a lead on this, and then him go take the job right after you, you you land the recruit. I mean, timing wise, it's it's horrible for the program that that loses out to the UCLA job right now. I just don't think he'd. Do that to Nebraska, and it goes back to something Rule said about you know what what kind of job are you going into? We've outlined just what type of a treacherous job in situation UCLA is in from an NIL from a recruiting standpoint. Noah, by the way, you're now transitioning into the Big Ten. It's going to be it. It could be really bad for them uh, off off the jump for uh, for the Bruins. I think they've got some talent for sure, but this would be unless you're just dying to go back to your alma mater Well, I I, I would be surprised
1: I think you can put it simply and just say who wants the job that their previous head coach just left his beachfront property to take a demotion and a pay cut to move to Columbus, Ohio yeah
3: Yeah, and I mean for all the reasons we stated like UCLA is kind of a, a tough job to figure out which is browsing that coaching list like Donahue's the only guy who had like decent success over a long stretch and he won 65 percent of his games thereabouts yep. you know which which is decent but kind of feels like kind of feels like a ceiling for for ucla and, and the other piece of it is you know now like unless unless tony white takes that job like tomorrow or anybody you, you basically have to worry you, you got to get in there and put a tourniquet on your roster because it's oh. going to get decimated um, it, with the way that the rules are now. And I think, you know, we look at these moves like Kelly to, to stepping down, quote unquote, you know, the mentor becomes the mentee. Now it's at, you know, one of the three flagship college football programs. Um, Jeff Hathley jumping to the NFL. We've seen other coaches jump to the NFL, like the quality of life for a coach in college football right now sucks. Like it does. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> ask, ask a couple of them with this, with this mm-hmm. calendar and, and things like this, you know, I, I, was, I was joking uh, with, with Brady Altman's, uh former colleague that we might, we might, this carousel might kill somebody. Like, we may just – UCLA is going to steal somebody's coach. That They're going to steal somebody's coach. Like, we might get to August and be like, we don't know if this team has a coach going into the season opener. They haven't hired anybody yet.
0: Does Colorado have a coach? Because guess who <laughs> subtweeted UCLA? Maybe.
3: <laughs> I, I, maybe I, sub-tweeted I, UCLA I ain't Ross. hard to
0: find. I ain't hard to find is what Dion tweeted out right after the UCLA news. <laughs> Eddie Staples was like – Prime, don't don't subtweet UCLA.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of things, Brady and I were joking about yesterday. I mean, you don't have any I'd concerns if uh, if Dion if Deion can handle LA, right? Um, no, I, mean, I can, love that.
2: I think that's what it takes, though. There, I think oh, you have to it? have like a really larger than life kind of type personality that everybody would love, and he would bask in it. Yeah, he'd be perfect there. What, better than Boulder. <laughs> yeah, be better than he is in Boulder for sure. Hmm. I'd love hmm. that. It'd be a fit.
0: Oh yeah. The the Hollywood power structure would sway. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, Snoop and Will Ferrell would be on UCLA's <laughs> sideline. Now, Snoop and P. Diddy's sons both did attend UCLA for football at one point in time.
2: Yep. Yep. But hmm. it
0: was. Uh, I think that'd be awesome and. Pony up Colorado.
2: Okay, so, hey, for, for this last kind of signing day that just happened, we were also talking about that. Like, why do you have signing days a month and a half apart? It seems likely that they'll start to shift that somehow. Uh, cause that's just weird. Uh, but you know, rule uh, was able to meet with the press and, and, uh, talk about the, He kind of put a bow on the class, even though there was like one edition, uh, any any major takeaways from where Rule wanted to take things, or how he talked about his new quarterbacks coach? Uh, n- not a not a whole lot, you know. I
3: I wrote for a newsletter yesterday about the you know he mentioned the urgency, um, which could just be like a thing that you say, but it happens to resonate with where I think Nebraska is at right now, having gotten through basically the off season. Uh, national roster shuffle like Nebraska came through that pretty well in terms of the players it retained the recruiting class is like right there with, you know, what a typical Nebraska recruiting class is. You held on to Tony white. Um, it all adds up They're They're right now in February, a lot can change, but they're one of the most experienced teams in the country based on returning production. And that's usually a very favorable trait trait to have. Um, so that that kind of jumped out to me, you know, the quarterback thing. It was it was interesting. He he talked about you know having Glenn Thomas and having two freshmen in particular who can kind of go, you know, he can start from start from square one with, which I do think has some value. Um, also, kind of admitted that yeah, <laughs> he would he would prefer to have another scholarship quarterback, which uh, I think I've felt all along. I didn't think three was if you have to do it with three you'll do it with three but so that'd be interesting it just put another kind of underscore under the the qb play this this spring it's going to be the entire story of spring uh, rightly or wrongly but it is it is important because nebraska is going to have to make a decision after that in that well b- before it's even over like nebraska's spring game is three days before I think the the deadline for for the second transfer window. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting.
2: You know, too, if you, if you look at the uh, the different programs that are in the Big Ten right now that are in some state of flux, it feels like almost all of them, in some way, have made major changes at a coordinator position or at head coach. I think you have to look at. God, like Rutgers, Maryland, Nebraska seem to be kind of like the most stable. <laughs> right? It's kind of, it's a really it, do you think maybe that's where rule is coming from is that hey, here here you got the national the two teams in the national title game, both replacing their head coaches, they're in transition. You got offensive coordinator changes at Ohio State, you got offensive coordinator change at Iowa. That's actually kind of scary because wow, they might actually play offense. You never know. Um, do you guys see that,
1: that was the House Judiciary Committee uh, committee subtweeting Iowa this week? What? <laughs> yeah, see this, I'm going to pull it up.
2: That's beautiful. Okay, but, it, it, but it, it, it was really good. But but my my point being, do you think maybe that has something to do with why he mentioned urgency is that you are now in a Big 10 that is unsettled. Like 100% unsettled and there's a little power vacuum that's kind of there. And you can jump in there if you have your if you have your poop in a group. I, can go car- I, I carve out where you're at. Right, go go put your, put your flag
3: down. I think I think that's part of it too. And you know you can think back to Nebraska's transition to the Big Ten, which like they kept winning uh, under Bo Pelini the way they had in the Big Twelve. But you know when you would talk to those coaches, they would be like, "This was this was harder than it than it looked making that transition." Hmm. And you know you look at the. the the pac 12 programs that are coming in i mean the big 10 power structure right now is is ohio state and oregon i think they're clearly the top um Football penn wise, state, this year yes r- yep, yeah this year uh yeah. penn state's not far behind nope. uh but michigan and washington this was going to be the case even if they kept their coaches but th- they're they, they're tied for last in the big ten and returning production they have a ton to ton to, uh, replace, which means, you know, regression from where they were. They're not going to be three and nine, I don't think, <laughs> but so yeah. you've got Ohio state and Oregon, maybe Penn state's kind of stuck in the, the top two there. And then beyond that, I think it's, it's pretty wide open in terms of what can happen in the big 10 this year. And we talk about, um, you know, in a expanded 12 team playoff, big 10s going to get three, probably going to get four, a lot of years. All this, there's room there for somebody to make a big jump. And I would agree with you. I think Nebraska is really stable. I think Rutgers is really stable. They return a lot of production. I would put actually Northwestern in that group too um, in terms okay. of uh, not having to to deal with a lot of this stuff. And in terms of those Pac-12 newcomers, you've got Washington and UCLA. I wouldn't say they're in total disarray, but they've got a lot of moving parts coming in. USC's kind of got a prove a little something it's it's oregon who comes in and you're just like yep they're gonna they're gonna be a problem
2: it's like five of the eight real quick it's like five of the 18 programs that have had coaches for any length of time right now right it's you got shiano Loxley, franklin ferentz um day day so it's six everybody else and and fleck I mean, Fleck. Oh God, sorry. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Okay, so there's seven of them, but still, you well over half the conference is basically breaking in a new, you know, breaking in a new coach. Uh, so quickly, really quick, transitional period. We, got, we gotta we
0: gotta do our
1: roll call. It's well, about a half hour into the show. Can we quickly can we show do the, that the aforementioned tweet about Iowa and the Iowa's offense? Yeah, I do that it. real quick. I have it pulled yep, up. It's ready to go. It's uh, the, the the tweet for those that are not watching says oh. Joe Biden to his staff we need to go on the offensive tonight the offense and wow. that is a, a picture of Spencer Petrus leading the Iowa offense. We do our uh, so, a roll call. That's from that's an official account, an official government account. That can't be a real one. Yes, no it way. is. It's got the blue wow. check, Mark Krenak. Wow, I wonder, <laughs> who, who
2: runs? Who runs the House Judiciary and where is his staff from? Or yeah, I was gonna say, are there
3: any are there any members from the great state of Iowa that signed off on that
2: on, on that committee? Either, Either a cyclone it. or a husker, probably. Probably. <laughs> pretty yeah. uh pretty pretty good. It is Jim, so,
1: Jim Jordan serves as the chairman of the the House Judiciary. I I don't think he has the
2: Ohio State ties something obviously. Something tells me
1: he doesn't have the keys to that account. <laughs> no so I'm look our I'm look roll up call Jim jordan's
0: uh staff real quick see if i can find start it. starting five we meant to do this a half hour ago investigate
1: on the case in the meantime
0: uh-huh uh eric checks in uh rich says what's up drunk monk in third walter fourth uh and uh you have joseph Checking in at five, Mr. Snitley, part of the Boulder Peace Treaty. Brian Snitley in with us uh, a while back. Black Hills Brennan checks in and uh, also Eat Beef, Her Herdizzle, uh, along with uh, uh, some newer names. Uh mentioned Joseph. So, fellas, thanks for uh, everyone checking in, jumping in. And uh, being with us this morning, uh, Brandon Bogo, with us from Counter Reed. So I know we talked Big Ten power rankings. Josh Pate, I know I stepped out to take care of the dog for two seconds. Elijah, did did we? Um, do you have that you can post? Speaking of power rankings, this is what Mister Pate has his Big Ten power rankings projected as. We can have a little fun with this discussion because your your top four is not surprising. Ohio State, Michigan, Oregon, Penn State come in one through four as uh, they reel off one through 18. But, guys, Nebraska checks in at 10. Does that seem on point or too low? And I'll get your thought, Vogues, just because you have gone into the not only the opportunity, but you've got it, the backing because of Nebraska's returning production.
3: Yeah, that's, that's a big piece for me. Um, I mean, I think the, the big question with Nebraska is um, <clears throat> what level of, of quarterback play are they going to get? Um, you know, some of Rule's comments this week uh, I, I took as pretty encouraging in terms of filling some of the skill position needs that they had. Um, we'll see. But, like – just based on the returning production alone, Nebraska's third nationally, tops in the Big Ten. Teams are at, that are in that position. Basically, every team that was in that position last year, um, or eight of the ten, I think, improved by at least two wins. Doesn't mean, doesn't guarantee Nebraska will. I'm just saying, like that's how I treat it. I, like if this was Indiana, we're talking about, I, I'd be saying, I'd be saying the same thing. So that that experience piece of it matters. Are they going to get the level of quarterback play that they need? Um, I kind of look at that right now, and there's there's a long way to go before August. But like statistically speaking, could it could it be worse than last year? And I don't mean that as a detriment to any of the guys that played. They all had their moments, but when you look at it as a whole, the interceptions, the turnovers, the completion percentage—like it's it's hard to go down from from where Nebraska was as, as a team. So we'll see. I mean, and, and then you add the piece that Mark was talking about, like uh, just the, all of the newness uh, and upheaval in the big 10 really makes uh, <clears throat> really makes it wide open. So uh, among those power rankings there, I think you could argue and in the national title odds, which, you know, we're not talking Nebraska for the national title at this point, but that basically tells you where Vegas has those teams, right? Power ranked right now. I've seen Nebraska as high as sixth, And I could, I could argue they, they go, I mean, I could put them ahead of Iowa. I could put them ahead of Wisconsin. I would definitely put them ahead of Maryland. Um, Washington Hmm. is a big question mark. So yeah, I think I, I would have them higher than 10, but let's put it that way.
2: Yeah.
0: I I agree with that. I don't know what – I like the top four. I mean, I think the top four is spot on. I think there's four – three of the four real playoff teams. I don't know what the reload ability is like for Michigan to be at that level, okay? But I know what's there at at Ohio State. I know Oregon's got a, a quarterback question, but they sure as hell did well in the portal at quarterback penn state they get a second year now starting with their five-star hour they lose a lot to the nfl on the lines of scrimmage because that's where they were great they were great on the offensive and defensive line as they built up to that on the o-line penn state did um sc's you know it's your toy store they're exciting but they're gonna have to to reload same with washington iowa do they find an offense to, to get matched defensively they're going to lose some dudes defensively you know what kind of growth does wisconsin make uh little tua talia is gone then there's nebraska i mean i think nebraska and michigan state are two programs i circle that could have really nice step up years in the big 10 i like what rules doing. And I like Jonathan Smith a lot. I think he's a really good coach. And I think he fits Michigan State pretty well with what they need to get mindset wise back to being. You see who they got picked 17th, though? It's Northwestern. Uh huh. And you're just like, they're, they're fine with
2: it. They're like, whatever. We'll just at, go eight at, and five and ruin your season. At this stage, can we just go ahead and give them a, a plus five on whatever their conventional <laughs> wisdom ranking says they're going to be? They're going to exceed that significantly. Uh we know that. And then also Rutgers being so low with Shiano now, I think it will be year three for him. Um I think. He I mean he's gonna get that program going. And, and for there's those no listening, question. Rutgers, they're established an identity.
1: Rutgers comes in at fifteen for those that are listening and can't see. Rutgers yeah. is at fifteen, Northwestern's at seventeen He's you look down near the bottom. Indiana eighteen, Illinois sixteen. Yeah. So those are your your quote unquote bottom feeders. But there's a <laughs> there's a, a couple I, like Washington at six, I know they just played in the college football playoff, but that's a program that has lost almost all its returning production and has new coaching staff coming in. So six seems a little bit high to me. Five with USC, I guess they have things rolling under Lincoln Riley, but that seems a little bit high to me. But then I I also have to sit back and well, go, who else do I, I put there? I don't really know. I am with Schmidt. Top four is is that's nails. They they got that 100 percent right. Everything else. Mm-hmm. You you agree I, with the top four mark? When, when I when I look at it, and I know
2: every, everybody's like, "Hey, uh, Oregon is it's Oregon and Ohio State." I I just sort of think we might be overlooking. It's not that Oregon isn't really good, and I know I know they're not a classic Pac-12 team. Uh, you know, branded which you pointed out a couple weeks ago is just like they're physical, but I don't know that they're physical and deep. And when you just look at all of these Big Ten teams all on one page now and you try to look for that, like, easy out, sort of like that equivalent of 1980s Kansas State, it, they don't exist. There, There is not an there is not an automatic W on that damn screen. <laughs> you know? It's just – and so I don't know how well they're built for that yeah, I, compared to playing Arizona, Arizona State, you know – Oregon State, Cal, Stanford, right? It's just the, the, those quality programs don't really exist in the base. So, how are they, how is Oregon going to do with that? I, I guess, you know, with going to Camp Randall in November, for instance.
1: I guess be- before seeing them against any Big Ten foes, it does feel a little wrong to have three newcomers in your top six in the Big Ten power rankings.
0: Or your current league is that shitty.
2: Uh, you just said that. I love that.
0: We're God. not on the air.
2: We're fine. I know. I know. I appreciate. Well, right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I
0: mean that, that's that's it. Give me a heart attack for is... a
1: second, then I had, to, I had to think. It's like, oh yeah, we're yeah. good. We're good. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, that that's.
0: Hey, I mean, how do you feel if you're the old guard of the Big Ten? I mean, they hated Penn State coming in. They probably didn't like Nebraska. They sure as hell didn't like Scott Frost's declaration. Of, yeah. of what the Big Ten was going to have to do to them, adjust. Which
2: Oregon is already kind of said too. So
0: sure, they, they but yeah. they are coming in real hot. So hey. and and they listen. They've got two options at quarterback. They got the stud that drove Chip Kelly nuts, the five star that can either get groomed or go win a job, and then they got the Oklahoma quarterback they ripped away. So they're yeah. they're fine. I mean they've they've been okay with these <laughs> one year. One year guys, and Rule touched on that where he doesn't want to go, and and be dependent on always chasing that one year gap filler that can come in and play at a super high level. He wants to to groom and develop. Uh, to you guys's point about the the uh, <clears throat> death march, the attrition of a Big Ten schedule. Let's look, at, yeah. Let's look at yeah. the Nebraska basketball for just a, an instance how grueling the schedule been, has been for, for basketball. That has been uh, something that's taken away from the team. That's going to be tenfold in football. You're not playing four games in 12 days, but, dude, your body blows. You're taking in the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, and, folks, you're going to have to be versatile as hell on defense because you're going to see about every different type of offense in this league.
3: Yeah. I mean, seeing seeing the graphic we had up, which was, you know, just all 18 teams in, you know, one person's one person's order it kind of struck me for the first time like what we have is we it's a kentucky derby field and if you're a fan of horse racing like they they capped that race at 20 uh, but it's notorious for being chaos like you know um, the one kentucky i went to barbaro at 50 to one what won, won the whole thing um and anyway, that, that's not going to happen i don't think northwestern is gonna gonna win the big 10 this year But to Mark's point, like you just there's you don't pencil anything in 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 this one. I mean, Nebraska, we can look at their schedule, which is another piece of why I probably haven't hired the power rankings. Like looks pretty favorable. You don't have to leave Lincoln for the first four weeks. You don't face a team that ranked inside the final top 50 of SP plus until you get to Ohio State, which I think is October. Excuse me, October twenty sixth, somewhere around there, late October.
2: There's no expectations you win that game.
3: No, there just are um, Now well. everything after that is is top fifty teams from a year ago. But at, if things go well for Nebraska at that point, you you hopefully put yourself in a pretty good position. But it's just there's there's not going to be weeks off the way we were we were used to. Uh, if you were in Nebraska follower or fan of you know <laughs> the Osborne era I, I was 23 years old before Nebraska lost to Oklahoma State in my lifetime 2002 <laughs> that was the first time I crazy? was born in 1979 wow you, you know and I mean uh,
2: it... yeah it's brandon sorry to cut you off there and but that just got me thinking when you mentioned Oklahoma State and you look at the the quality of the big Ten and if you pulled up a graphic of the SEC you'd say the same thing right it's know it's just really deep leagues that even the even the bottom feeders have some notoriety and some fan bases and some talent and like they could they could be dangerous as well when you look at what's how, how the big 12 and the ACC have responded and kudos to them that they've been able to sort of stay alive right I think the big 12s turned themselves around fairly well all things considered um how, but how long do you think it is before? Put it this way: Is it inevitable that those two conferences get picked apart? Also, and if so, by when?
3: I think it is inevitable, which which doesn't make me happy as a as a college football fan. I look at the current Big Twelve, and I think it's going to be our most fun. Um, obviously subjective determination there, but our most fun college football conference, it's going to be the conference that still feels the most like college football. And it's, it's weird. You know, it's an amalgamation of parts at this point, but you've got teams all over the place and what you don't have. And and this is the key is you don't have like the big traditional powers, um, mm. which is, you know, Chip Kelly's move. So, okay. We've it's like we've a bracket bus. league.
1: Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it, it is like, it, you know, we've known for a while that yeah. power is consolidating into the Big Ten and the SEC. What a move like Chip Kelly's tells me is the power is even consolidating higher to the powerful teams in those power two conferences. Because if Chip Kelly's going to leave UCLA to be the OC at an Ohio State, like, okay, does that mean the OC job at Penn State is better than the? Maryland head coaching job, I mean, you can, you can go through this and Mm. it gets, it gets really tricky. And we've seen this like, you know, G five coaches leaving head coaching jobs to be P what used to be P five coordinators. And that makes some sense, but seeing it within the big 10 or, or seeing it within, you know, across the sec to the big 10 or vice versa, that's something different. And I think that's even, even further consolidation of power than I was expecting as we enter our 12 team power to your future. Mm-hmm.
0: That's where we're going. Vogue's where are you going with counter read Tell folks how they get locked in.
3: Yeah, you can check us out at counter It's a twice weekly Substack for myself and Aaron Sorensen. Um, we also do a couple of free pieces each week, but coming up next week, I've, I've got some, some stuff I'm working on with uh nebraska and its home field advantage um mm-hmm. that, that's interesting um and also i think next week we're going to get our first set of power rankings from various spots so by this this time next week i think uh, i'll be i'll get my spreadsheet out and we'll be able to talk uh prospective win totals based on some of those oh
2: all right nice. all right er, er, early range that you're landing on you had for to nebraska early. 12 and you i'm guessing seven get to the sports is- book
3: seven I mean you look at their first what is it six seven games like they might be a slight underdog to Rutgers we'll we'll see um Hmm. you know there'll be there'll be a lot of toss-up games in there and that's how that works like you just convert point spreads to documented win probabilities add them up so um I'm guessing seven for Nebraska about seven win. okay
1: speaking of getting down to the sports book 49ers Chiefs where should I go with my money this weekend
2: i mean if that what is the spread on that to the bank
0: of schmidt if you're handing it out what is the spread on that is one and a half one and and favored
3: by one and a half yeah i was gonna say i I, it seems like the smart money is on the on the 49ers which doesn't make a ton of sense like it's just for me it would be too hard to to not take Mahomes and points it's it's a little bit like getting points with Nick Saban at Alabama, that's just uh it's kind of a blind, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take my chances with that. They get that bump.
0: Mahomes bump. Yep. Bogues appreciate you much. Thanks for getting up with us, bud. Thanks guys. Have a good one.